we all have that one friend. That friend who somehow manages to get to the gym every morning, crush her workday, hang out with her family and read the kinds of books you've had on your to-read list for years. All without breaking a sweat. How do they do it? Well, that's exactly the question author, economist and Wharton professor Katie Milkman wants you to ask. And it all comes down to a strategy that Katie calls copy and paste. My name is Dr. Amantha Imba. I'm an organizational psychologist and the founder of behavioral science consultancy Inventium. And this is How I Work, a show about how to help you do your best work. On today's My Favourite Tip episode, we go back to an interview from the past and I pick out my favourite tip from the interview. In today's show, I speak with Katie Milkman, and we start by talking about her collaboration with best-selling author of Grit, Angela Duckworth. I also use this tool that uh, Angela Duckworth, who's one of the most fun people to work with, a best-selling author of Grit and a frequent collaborator of mine, um, who maybe sort of best personifies this ex- sort of part of my life, and, and choosing her as a frequent collaborator has been a wonderful experience. But she and I wrote about something we call copy and paste, which we have both done with each other's lives, which is there's someone who you are spending time with who is pushing towards a similar goal. And often we're not very deliberate about trying to figure out what are the things that they're doing that are working that we could emulate. But when we gave people in one research study a little nudge to go find someone with a shared goal who was actually doing better, and achieving it and ask them what are they you know what are some of their strategies and then choose one to copy people ended up doing a lot better than when we just said you know go make a plan go try to figure out a way to to get better or when we gave, gave them lists of hacks that other people had generated it was better to go find someone in your social network someone who was close to you who you could emulate than to get sort of arbitrarily collected hacks um, or to just try to make a plan in isolation because other people know so much that's context relevant for you right someone else who's in your zip code in your social network who's also trying to run a marathon or write a book um, they have a lot of the same pressures constraints and once you start deliberately trying to learn from them uh, you can get a lot farther so tell me what what are some things that you've copied and pasted from Angela and how she works Yeah, well, one of my favorites, and it's sort of embarrassing that I hadn't figured this out sooner, but Angela and I both live in downtown Philadelphia, and we commute on foot um, to the university where we work. And, you know, we neither of us even had cars, I think, when we first started working together, all of our, uh, and and there's lots of time spent walking across campus to meetings. Um, And what Angela had figured out in life, which somehow I hadn't, is that every one of those commutes, every one of those 15, 20, 30 minute walks is actually a an opportunity to take a meeting by phone that would otherwise occupy time when you could be writing a manuscript or doing something else productive at your desk. So she always combined her commutes 
with those kinds of phone conversations, somebody, an, a reporter who wanted to ask some questions, a student who wanted some advice, and it didn't need to be a face-to-face conversation. So she never wasted those walks. Whereas, you know, and, and it's not that it's wasted, right? Because you might be having thoughts and so on. But there was a lot of time in my day that involved commuting since I walked to and from the campus and back and forth across it. And some of that getting, uh, consuming it with with these kinds of calls so valuable. So I started doing that immediately after I noticed her doing it one day. Uh, she had actually taken a call on a commute to come meet with me. And she was explaining, oh, yeah, I always do this. And I was like, that is so smart. I cannot believe I haven't been combining these things. And and it opened up a huge amount of time on my calendar for doing deeper work at my desk. What else have you copied and pasted from Angela? Let's see. Uh, another example of something that I think I've copied and pasted uh, from Angela is that whenever she is working on a new project, she actually goes to the sort of world expert and tries to just have a conversation. So there's a lot of conversation copying. Um, I used to just, you know, try to read all the papers and ingest all the information and hope that I would be able to develop the expertise. I still do that, but she's so wise to reach out because the person who's the expert on this, you know, it's flattering to hear from someone else that they want to learn from you and and make sure they're getting the science right and share a hypothesis and pick your brain for 15 minutes. And they can combine it with a walk across campus. So they're normally delighted uh, to say yes. And you can get such deep insight from someone who's truly the expert on a topic when you're a newbie that's better than what you'd get if you just tried to read everything they've written uh, because there's some subtlety that they'll pick up on and whatever it is you're up to. So she really taught me to pick up the phone or make that ask to have more conversations with people who have the expertise that's necessary than I was before. So I do that a lot more now um, in my work. Now, I loved the foreword that Angela wrote in How to Change. And I must say, I was excited to read How to Change before I got the book because I felt like it had, I'd, I'd heard quite a few people talk about it. But then I read the foreword that she wrote and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm even more excited to read the book now. And one of the things she wrote about you is she said that you're really good at quickly learning how to do uh, things more efficiently. And I'd love to know some examples of things that you've made more efficient and how you did it. Well, um, one thing both Angela and I love is efficiency. So there's <laughs> it's no surprise maybe that, uh, you know, we both copied and pasted things that the other was doing more efficiently than we were. And I think we've gotten more efficient in the process. Um, one thing that I think has served me really well is an obsession with um, templates, like never write the same email twice if you're going to say the same thing, for instance. So I have a huge document filled with template responses, which isn't to say that they wouldn't be personalized, but to the kinds of emails I get a lot, right? A student looking for advice on companies where they could work if they're interested in behavioral science. Oh, I have a template for that. Student wanting research assistant options, someone reaching out and uh, interested in Um, you know, whether or not I'm taking PhD students next year, Uh, someone who'd like to be a guest on my podcast, someone who's enthusiastic about the book and and looking for more places to find advice. So there are all sorts of emails that as a professor, you get at a high frequency. And once you start to recognize what those are and see patterns, you can instead of creating something new from scratch, you can start from a template. I sort of think of a lot of what we do in life as filling in Mad Libs. And I think once you see things that way, you can 
do less busy work and more deep, thoughtful work because you you can um, simplify a lot of these processes. I, recommendation letters are a little bit like that for me. I have a template for writing a student recommendation letter. Uh, of course, uh, lots of tailoring is required, but there's sort of a structure that can be reused time and again. And that simplifies so much in life that you know really doesn't require deep thought and, and all the time that it would take if you recreated the wheel from scratch. So I hope you are now thinking about who in your life could you copy and paste from? And if you want to hear more tips from Katie, you can listen to the full interview, which there is a link to in the show notes. If you're looking for more tips to improve the way that you work, I write a short fortnightly newsletter that contains three cool things that I've discovered that help me work better, ranging from software and gadgets that I'm loving through to interesting research findings. You can sign up for that at howiwork.co. That's howiwork.co. How I Work is produced by Inventium with production support from Deadset Studios. And thank you to Martin Nimba, who does the audio mix for every episode and makes everything sound so much better than it would have otherwise. See you next time.